I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 70 of the podcast. Happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get on over there and bash that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the excitement that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, Labor Day is in the books, which signals the unofficial end of summertime and the beginning of the school year. For me this year, I will have a 7th grader, a 6th grader, and a 2nd grader. And I will also have my little princess getting on the board this year as she enters preschool. So all my kids will now be in the school system. I don't know where you're at or where your kids are going, but wherever it is, I wish you the best of luck uh, this coming school year. The end of Labor Day also signals the beginning of the NFL season. And joining me tomorrow, which will be episode 71, for a special opening day kickoff show, I will be joined here by First Class Father and Super Bowl MVP, Kurt Warner. So please lock it in and be sure to start the season off right with a little inspiration from Father of Seven, Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. And talking about inspiration, my guest today is one of the most inspiring men I've ever had the pleasure of speaking with. Remy Adelake will be joining me here in just a few minutes. So please stick around to hear some fatherhood advice from this Navy SEAL who's got a new book coming out, Transformed, which will no doubt inspire all who read it. We'll get into that a little bit more with Remy in a minute here. Unfortunately, the beginning of September brings many of us back to 2001, uh, especially for all of us here in the tri-state area. Uh, I spent 17 years of my life working in a rail yard right across the river from the World Trade Center. So 9-11 impacted me greatly. So I have done my best to schedule as many interviews as I could with some of the men that went over there and got some revenge on the bastards responsible for what was the worst terrorist attack in our nation's history. I've been honored to speak with so many amazing men and fathers, and I owe that to all you, the listeners out there who have supported this podcast and afforded me the honor of shooting the breeze with some of the finest men our nation has ever produced. And you will hear from one of them in just a few minutes here. As I mentioned, Remy Adelake is my guest today. But also, coming up soon on the podcast, I'll be joined by some of his fellow teammates and former Navy SEALs, Ray Cash Care. Sean Matson and Brent Gleason. And for you Army guys out there, I have not forgotten about you. I will also have the honor of speaking to a few of the Army greats. Sean Parnell and Pete Hegseth will be joining me here. So come on, guys. There's some amazing episodes on their way. Lock it in. Subscribe. Share this podcast with any father in your circle. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here on iTunes. Number one kids and family podcast first class fatherhood. All right, so I'm going to smack you with a quick spot right now on how you can get involved and help support the podcast if you're interested. And then I will be right back here with first class father, Remy Adelake. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a First Class Father, a former Navy SEAL, a well-known actor and author of a new book dropping on January 22nd, 2019, called Transformed. 
It is my honor to say, Remy Adelake, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on the show, man. All right, let's do this. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I have two boys. My oldest is four and my youngest is three, Kate and Caleb. All right, did you have your kids while you were still in the Navy or when you were out? Yeah, yeah, I had, uh, yeah, both of them were born towards the end of my career. I got out in 2015, completely separated from the Navy. And uh, my oldest was born in 2014 and my youngest in 2015. Did having kids affect your decision on leaving the military? Yeah, it definitely did. I mean, my father died when I was five. And, you know, I saw what life was like not having a father around. And, uh, you know, the SEAL team's a great career. It's fantastic. With that, though, you travel so much. And uh, what between, you know, travel for training or, or travel for deployment. And, you know, I, I just knew that for me personally, I needed to be around as much as I could for my, for my, uh, for my kids so that I could change change the path, you know, essentially the path that I went down because I didn't have a problem. So, yeah, that's definitely the reason why I got out. Okay, you were born in Nigeria. Walk me and my listeners through how you ended up in my birthplace, the Bronx, New York. Yeah, my father, he was a well-known Nigerian engineer, uh, engineer, one of the first man-made islands in the world, which is now known as Banana Island. At the time, it was known as the uh, Lagoon Development Project. He was a multi-millionaire, very successful. And uh, the Nigerian government is very corrupt. They've, they've been corrupt for a long period of time, and, and uh, they're still corrupt to the chain. And, and during that time, there were some people who weren't too happy with the work that my father was doing. They felt that... Uh, his project would, would, would put, put him in a greater position of power, uh, and my father didn't want to have anything to do with politics, and, and, and that, wasn't, that wasn't who he was, but, you know, he was viewed as a threat. So, essentially, the Nigerian government stripped us of everything, uh, and in the same breath, in the same moment of them stripping us of everything financially, uh, my father died. So we went from uh, very rich having absolutely nothing, not a nickel to our name. You know, my mom, she didn't work because she didn't need to. And so um, so we lost everything. And so my mom, being the strong woman that she is, said, you know, she was American. She met my dad in New York City. And uh, uh, after they met, she moved, moved to Nigeria with him. But my mom, being an American, said, you know, I, I, I don't want to raise my kids here. Uh, I, I need to get my, my kids back to the state um, around my family. Uh, so that, you know, that would be an easier environment to raise. So that, that's kind of how it all happened. Did you have any other father figures in your life? Were there any other men or father figures that kind of guided you as a child? Um, you know, consistently, no. I had, you know, I had an uncle uh, who I'm very close to to this day, my Uncle Mike. He lived in New Rochelle, uh, which has been, uh, you know, not upstate New York, but it's a, it's a suburban area of New York. And, uh, you know, he would, we would hang out from time to time, uh, maybe, you know, once every few months, you know, he'd take me and my brother to a movie or, or to an arcade or something like that. Um, and then I had a, another uncle who lived down the street from me, but, you know, I, in my early years, he, you know, I didn't know that he was my uncle, so, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time with him. But for the most part, it was just, uh, uh, my father figures became hip hop culture, hip hop music. My father's figures became, you know, people, uh, my peers, 
you know, people in the streets, you know, friends, and that's pretty much who my father figures became because, uh, you know, I didn't have one. What was that moment for you where you went from street kid to wanting to become a Navy SEAL, which is such a huge goal to have? I'm very curious how uh, a Bronx boy ended up in the teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's a few steps. One, I didn't have any military uh, uh, family members. I was, I was like, I think I was the first immediate family member uh, to join the military. Um, but um, there were a few factors. One, when I was around 14, 15, there was a movie by the name of The Rock that came out. And in that film, um, they were Navy SEALs. Growing up in the Bronx, you don't get exposure to Special Forces or Delta or, or, or Navy SEALs. You don't get these guys who, who come to your schools or you don't see a lot of billboards about special operations like you do in other parts of the country. And so I had no clue what a Navy SEAL was until I saw this movie and and I said to myself as a young kid, I said, you know, if I ever turn my life around, if I could ever make it out uh, of the Bronx, this is what I'm going to be. I'm going to be a Navy SEAL. But I buried that dream deep down inside of me. And then um, fast forward to when I was 19, uh, I, I had gotten, you know, listening to, to, to my father figures and wanting to live up to what I believe the man, standard of, of a man was. I uh, I was selling drugs and running scams. I was running the scan while I was bringing in thousands of dollars a week. I, mean, I was just doing a lot of nefarious things. And uh, I got involved in the field with a drug dealer that went bad. It went really, really bad. It threatened me in my mom's apartment. That was a huge wake-up call for me. I uh, kind of made him the money I needed to make him. And then for six months, I sat in my house and did nothing. And then one day, I was just laying in my bed and, and, and I heard this voice tell me, you can get out of here. And so kind of wrestling with the voice for a bit, and I finally came to the realization, you know what, if you don't leave, you're going to either end up dead or in prison. Uh, what else are you going to do? What else do you have? You tried everything else, and nothing's worked. And so, so, you know, that was kind of my impetus for me going to the recruiter's office. And when I got there, and I talk about this more in my book, but when I got there, the recruiter ran my background, and she found out I had two warrants out for my arrest. I had a warrant in New York and a warrant in New Jersey. But you got to read the book to find out how she was able to sneak me in despite all that. <laughs> Man, I can't wait for this book to drop. We're going to hit on that in just a second. How did growing up without a father affect the way you parent or change the way you look at fatherhood? Oh, the experience is fantastic, I would say. I would say it's fantastic because I'm able to give my kids something that I did not have. Um, and so to be able to to pass on to them the knowledge, experience, to be able to pass on to them love every single day, I mean, it's priceless. It, it, it really, really is. Um, there's not a day that goes by where, especially when I'm traveling uh, and away from them, where I, you know, I just, just want to be with them. People ask me all the time, you know, because I work in Hollywood, like, like who's the who's the celebrity that you know you get excited about? For the most part, man, my kids and my kids are like celebrities. They're people that I look at and I'm just like in awe. So uh, that's good fun. All right, I know I can't wait for it to come out. What could you tell my listeners about Transformed when it's dropping and where they can go get it? Yeah, the book Transformed. Uh, that's the title. The title is a. Navy SEALs' unlikely journey from the throne of Africa to the streets of the Bronx to defying all odds. 
Uh, it drops January 22nd, 2019. I'm very excited about it. I got a lot of great endorsements from some big people. Um, yeah, the book covers my journey. Uh, you know, uh, unlike maybe some other military books, not locking up in any way, just kind of, you know, trying to, uh, to, to talk about it. But, um, a lot of my book is focused on the military. It focuses on my journey. Focusing on, you know, uh, me living in Nigeria and living a life of wealth and then losing everything and, and what life was like growing up in the Bronx and then, you know, having to sneak into the main. So it's a journey story. Um, and what I love about it is that you see how uh, how all of the things that I went through in my early years, how all of those things prepared me for Navy SEAL training and prepared me to be a SEAL and prepared me for life after the military. So, you know, when I was getting jumped in the Bronx and it had to be tough or what I was getting, you know, you know, uh, you know, having to use my, my street smarts to, to, to hustle the deal or whatever I had to do, you know, all of those things were preparing me for, for, for my, my future. So you, you clearly see that in the book and I find that very interesting. And when I was writing the book, cause I wrote the book by myself, I didn't use a ghostwriter, but when I was writing the book, I, uh, you know, you, that's the way it read to me. You know, these things began to pop out to me that I never realized just living my life. I never realized how, you know, one story in high school that I won't touch on really showed me that I had the mental toughness and the fortitude to accomplish anything that I haven't put my mind to. So, um, so yeah, it's a very motivational book, very motivational and inspirational book, that's for sure. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. Coming to bookstores on January 22nd, 2019, Transformed, a Navy SEAL's unlikely journey from the throne of Africa to the streets of the Bronx to defying all odds, written by Remy Adelake. From troubled teen to Navy SEAL, this incredibly popular up-and-coming actor has beaten the odds at every turn. Prepare to be inspired on January 22nd, 2019. Remy Adelake, Transformed. Pre-order your copy today on Amazon.com. Okay, I know you're a man who's strong in your faith. I'm somebody that puts God first in everything that I do. When did you kind of find God in your life? Was this before the Navy, during the Navy, after? When did this experience happen for you? Yeah, that was definitely in the Navy. So, uh... um you know, my, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, he, he, if it wasn't for him, I'd be dead. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, when I was in 2008, I hit rock bottom. To me, I hit rock bottom. I, you know, I, I thought I had it all. You know, I was, you know, I graduated from SEAL training. Um, I had a lot of money, more money than I ever had in my life at that point. Um, I had girls, women. You know, and, and I was partying. I was out of control, and um, I was very prideful. And, and, and you know, no one couldn't tell me anything because in my mind, I made it through Africa and the Bronx, the town, the Navy Seal, and not too many black dudes become Navy Seal. So I was very, very prideful. And you know, God crushed me. He humbled. He humbled me. I got crushed. And long story short, I covered all in the book. But I hit rock bottom, and me hitting rock bottom. That's when I I cried out. Jesus, and it's funny because my brother, he he was a Christian years before I was a Christian, and um, he would tell me all the time, I would make fun of him. I would make fun of him. I would mock him. I would I would tell him he was stupid for believing in the guy. He'd come to see. I mean, I, I, I fluctuated between 
between atheism and agnosticism, but, you know, I treated my brother really poorly when he became a Christian. And, 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 but despite that, my brother would always tell me, you know, Remy, if you ever hit rock bottom, you've tried everything, and nothing worked just prior to Jesus. And so in my rock bottom, I did. I cried out to Jesus. Literally, literally, big bad baby to accomplish all of this stuff within tears. And, uh, Christ came into my life and, 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 and since then my life has never been the same. You know, I, I was, I was, as the cover of the book says, transformed, you know. Uh, and so, yeah. All right. Do you do speaking engagements as well? And if so, where can we hear you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I do. I do. I speak a lot. I, I travel and I speak. It's time for me. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy sharing. Motivating people, inspiring people, sharing the gospel, you know, just sharing whatever, using my life, my platform to inspire change in people. All right, let me throw it back to fatherhood here. What's something that surprised you about becoming a dad? Maybe something that you didn't expect about fatherhood? Um, well, well I didn't expect how fatherhood, this is the first thing that comes up the top of my mind, how it can affect your marriage. You know what I mean? How, how being a father and having a child, because my wife, you know, she grew up totally different than I did. I mean, she, she you know, she grew up in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, she comes from a wealthy family. Um, you know, uh, you know, she, she had a completely different path than me. Um, she's somewhat of a hard path. She went to medical school and became a doctor all that not easy, but, um, we're, we're two completely different people from two completely different backgrounds. And so when we had kids, especially our first kid, you know, there were things that, I was raised a particular way, and, you know, she was raised a particular way, and those two ways didn't mesh, and so uh, what surprised me the most was how um, being a parent, you know, how, how that could affect the marriage in a good way and a bad, and in a bad way, uh, because both, of, both parents love that child immensely, and, and both parents, you know, they, in their mind, um, they're doing, they're making decisions that's best for that child in their mind. So husband's blonde behind and wife's mind. So uh, when, when those two decisions uh, don't line up, it can, it can be a lot of contention. And so that's, that's probably the thing that surprises them. Uh, that, you know, take teamwork and good communication and, and understanding uh, to, to raise a child together. Well said. I spoke on this back in episode 68. Uh, my wife and I have been married 13 years. We've been parents for 12. And I learned that without good communication skills and a marriage plan, you can really deviate quickly. So, Absolutely. All right. Knowing what you know now about the military, how would you feel? I know they're young right now, but how would you feel about your kids eventually joining the service? Oh, absolutely. I'd absolutely be okay with my kids joining the military. As a matter of fact, I my wife all the time. You know, once they, once they graduate high school, they got three options, college, the military, or a homeless shelter. They're going to be doing one of the three and after they graduate high school. But uh, all jokes aside, I, uh, yeah, if my son came up to me and said, hey, Dad, I want to join the military, I'd be all for it, you know, because I, and I tell young kids all the time, you know, uh, especially kids who graduated high school, or they get ready to graduate high school and don't have an idea of what they want to do. I tell them, join the military. I mean, join the military. Um, you know, you, you get great benefits. You learn life skills and life lessons that you can't learn anywhere else. 
you get to travel the world, and at the end of the day, after serving, you get hundreds of millions of dollars of wish you paid for. So, uh, you know, so, so yes, yes. In short, I'd definitely be open to it. It's nothing that I would ever force on my kids, uh, but, you know, uh, but yeah, I'd be open to it. All right, my next question gets me in trouble sometimes with some of my guests, but are you planning on having any more kids, or are we all done here? Yeah, my wife. My wife is actually, uh, you know, she, she, she's ready for that. She's ready for a girl. She wants a girl. So uh, we'll see what happens. That's awesome to hear. It took my wife and I four shots, uh, but we were finally blessed on the fourth try with our little princess. So uh, I wish the best of luck to you there. And I'll tell you what, going from two to three, a little bit of a jump there, but don't let that distract you. Three to four is a piece of cake once you master that. Right. All right, you've had so much success already. Now your Navy SEAL career is in the books. What's next for Remy Adelake? I know you got the book coming out, but what kind of goals do you have? What's driving you now? What do you got your sights on? Well, man, I got a lot of, I'm a, you know, I, you know, being a SEAL, you know, really helps you to, you know, to be multifaceted, you know, because the team, you know, SEAL stands for Steve Air Land. Uh, we're trained to operate in three uh, completely different environments. Uh, and, and, and then even as a SEAL, you're trained to, to be able to adapt to a circumstance and, and, and you're able to, you know, pick up new skills really quick and to, to, to accomplish a mission. And so, yeah, I have a few things that I'm working on always, you know, um, you know, as I said, you know, being able to inspire change in people by through my speaking, that, that's huge for me. I do that uh, a lot. Um, I'm, I'm currently working with an organization for Operation Underground Railroad to look them up. And uh, they're made up of, of, of former special operators, special forces guys, former, you know, CIA and Homeland Security and FBI guys. And what we do is we go into other countries and, and, and we rescue kids trapped in, 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 in sex slavery. Uh, kids as young as four year to four years old. We uh we we, we capture um and arrest um with obviously partnering with the government human traffickers. Um so that's something I'm really passionate about because it's very, very um it's the evil sector of this world that a lot of people don't know about that exists. I mean we have over six million children trapped in human slavery. And a big thing now is they're taking kids and they're pulling their organs out and selling them on the black market. So if you go on Operation Underground Railroad website or, or the Nazarene Fund, you'll, you'll, you'll get a lot of great information. People are interested in finding out how they can support it. They can support it there. So that's, again, that's something I'm very passionate about. And then, uh, obviously, my book is a big deal to me right now. I've been getting approached by, by people in Hollywood and, and, and studios who are, um, interested in optioning the rights to my book, so that's something that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to uh, be careful about and, and use wisdom and patience, uh, you know. So that's one of my my main focuses. And then, you know, I, I'm acting and, and writing. I'm writing a screenplay, and, and, and you know, have a business, a few business ventures, and I'm, I'm 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 dabbling in. So yeah, man, all of these things, the things that I'm passionate about, obviously my wife, and my kids, um, they're, they're they're my everything. Unfortunately, there is so much evil in the world, and you've seen more of it than most people ever will. And I got to say, thank God for people like you uh, that, that are out there defending the innocent and everything that you do, man. It, we are blessed as a nation to have guys like you. So I just want to say thank you for your service. Well, thank you.
thank you. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for what you do. So thank you for, you know, I was, uh, I'm working on, on, on a lot of content right now for, uh, for my book, actually. I'm, we're putting out, um, stories, uh, in video form that didn't make it into the book. And we're going to start releasing those stories, um, October, starting around the first week of October. And, you know, you know one of the stories that, that was shared is, and, and I'm not sharing any of the stories. These are people who, who have known me over the years, and one thing that a buddy of mine said, and, and one of the stories is the importance of of a father, especially nowadays, in the life of their child. And so, you know, I say that to say uh, I'm very appreciative of what you do and how you get the word out there about fatherhood, uh, because that's important. It's important for, for, for people like you and myself and others to challenge men to really be in, their li- in, their, in the lives of their children every day or as much as they can and, and really be present, not just physically, because there's a lot of fathers who are present physically in the home, but they're not present in other ways. All right. You got anything else you want to add here before I wrap this up? Uh, I would say, you know, go on Amazon.com, go on TransformStory.com, and please pre-order my book. Uh, we're, trying to, we're trying to break records as far as the pre-order pre-orders before the book comes out. Um, uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it'd be great if people go out there and pre-order a copy, and, 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 and I'll, I'm going to try and see how we can work something out to, to start getting some, some copies signed in the future. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, I just uh, yeah, support the book. You guys should be inspired and, and tell all your friends and family members about it because something very inspirational and unique is coming uh, January 22nd, 2019. You heard him, guys. Go reserve your copy today. Transformed. Nigeria, the Bronx, the SEAL teams, fatherhood. Come on, dads. This is going to be a slam dunk bestseller. Make sure you're on it. And I got to say, Remy Adelake, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time right here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. God bless and much love. All right. We'll be right back after a quick spot. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. Got to give a special thank you once again to Remy Adelake for giving me a few minutes of his time here on the podcast. And be sure to get over there and reserve your copy today on Amazon.com. Transformed drops on January 22nd, 2019. And be sure to join me here tomorrow for episode 71. I will be joined by Hall of Fame quarterback, Super Bowl MVP, and first class father of seven, Kurt Warner. Please, guys, you do not want to miss that interview. We're going to kick off the NFL season tomorrow. Why not start with a first-class fatherhood interview? Kurt Warner coming tomorrow to the podcast. And thank you guys for all your support. We're smashing the charts over there on iTunes. Thank you to my monthly contributors. Please contribute if you can. Let's keep this podcast going. We're celebrating fatherhood, celebrating family values. I don't know too many podcasts out there that are doing what we're doing right here. So please... Come back tomorrow. Come back every day. Subscribe and share the podcast. Sharing is caring. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm out of here. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We're fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.